0: hey brand talkers welcome to another brand talk session and today i'm not alone and it's a beautiful day we have our favorite person one of our favorite people in the house today and i'm talking about all he's in the beauty today and of course whenever he's around it's always a fact for us and of you we like if you're not new here of course you know him already he's like he's a constant face around here and thank you so much for always always coming in whenever we call So and uh so in case if you're just um, meeting him for the first time here this is tola alabi and he's a thought leader he's uh he's a coach he's a life coach he's, he's a mentor and he's a co-founder Forty A Consulting. Uh, so I don't know if I missed anything, but did I miss anything in that? <laughs> so you just, got <laughs> something I missed. <laughs> I just, nah,
1: no, I don't. I don't think you missed anything. Uh, <laughs> and if you missed anything, you can, you can you can go back to like the other five episodes that we've done together and find, exactly. And find out. <laughs> <of that>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. So uh today it's quite an interesting topic because uh, it's it's. Honestly, till like I hear you say that, like uh, during the last clubhouse session, which bettered this conversation, I've not heard anyone talk about uh, business in that aspect. And so, just a recap, so because so I don't get my uh, viewers confused. Like uh, we are talking about business. Uh, operating business as a lifestyle versus operating as a strategy and uh, this is uh from what i heard you say in your last clubhouse session of which i was very fortunate and privileged to be part of and you you made something quite uh remarkable you made a remarkable statement in the sense, you and i'm just paraphrasing here you said uh business should be treated more as a lifestyle than a strategy and i know we'll have more to digest on that but i just want to quickly uh uh get you to what does it mean when you say like in case, treating business as a lifestyle versus a strategy can we just start from that angle
1: oh yeah i guess yeah it's best to just go straight into it um you know i've been doing i i've been doing business now for about um I think this is my eighteenth year, and um, I, I, along the line, I, I've I've come to understand that um, business can be hard. And generally, business is hard, but a lot of times we make it. it, it it's not hard by virtue of the fact that um, it, it's a hard task for us to do, but it's hard by virtue of the fact that we approach it. In a very against the grain way. I mean, I mean against the grain. It means that we are, we, are, we approach it in a very difficult way. You understand? Okay. So it's like if you are walking through, if, you know, it's easy to walk in a crowd where you are walking in the same direction with the crowd. But when you have to walk in a crowd against the crowd, you're, you're going to get a lot of pushback. You understand? And uh, uh, and that's how we approach business. That, that, uh, and and I, I realized that a lot of people from consulting, a lot of business owners from consulting with them, I realized that a lot of them get very easily fatigued, You get easily stressed. Um, Some of them get depressed from their businesses. And in in real um, dire situation, you have people that take their lives by virtue of the fact that the business has stressed them. And that's very unfortunate because the truth is that business was not created by God to take our lives. It was created to make life better. So it it's a gift, but you know, you don't wonder why it's, it's it acts like a like a curse in a lot of people's lives. when you're doing business, oh, it go affects your marriage life. You do business, it affects your your relationship with your kids. it wasn't given to distort your life. It was given to bring things together to make your life have more meaning and so i realized that there are two ways of doing business there is um doing business against the grain and there's doing business with the grain and when i say against the grain against the grain of your life and doing business with the grain of your life and uh, and and that's where I, i talk about doing business from an understanding of knowing who you are what's special about you what your lifestyle is like and what fits into your lifestyle and what doesn't fit and adopting those things that fit and complement and makes you, and, and, and kind of fosters your values as against adopting those things that are learned and are forced and are uh, erroneously taken as general principles and not individual principles. So I realized of people go into business, they read a book and everything in the book is so generalized. And they realize that the book, number one, was written by a guy in 1942 then nothing was written by a guy it was written by a guy and a woman is reading it so the the timeline is off the gender is off then it's written by a guy in in australia and it's read by a woman in nigeria you understand so the timeline is yeah. off, the gender is off the location is off and then you apply these things and they don't work and you're now wondering ah is this what really is this what business is like you understand and we realize that as good as it is to read books we must learn to read the books that align with the grain you understand so you must know yourself first and know what aligns with you so that, and that's what I mean by business should be inspired by lifestyle rather than business strategy and I, I think there's something I should clarify here it, there's always strategy there's always okay. strategy so I, I, I think we're just saying this just so that we can compartmentalize it well even when you do business as a lifestyle strategy, when you do business as something that is learned or something that is um, from, uh, from some kind of acquired knowledge from somebody, it's still strategy. But I'm just saying we should adopt a strategy that is more of a lifestyle strategy, rather than applying, um, adopting a strategy that is more of an abstract, learned strategy.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so... I'm very happy you said something about, you know, the reading books part, because I was going to, when you were talking, it just came to my mind, because a lot of us as business owners here in Nigeria, you know, we read a lot of books, we read a a lot of content in terms of marketing, in terms of uh, business building and all that. And most of these, most of these have been from foreigners, like from people that have lived a hundred years or, uh, apart as apart from outside you know 100 years gap and all and we've read of course just like you stated in this in different geopolitical zones sometimes different genders and all that uh, uh, is the so my question is this uh is this because because we won't blame the business owner i don't think there's enough of our own content out there or there's like very few in terms of the very few people doing uh, uh generating content from our end i i i honestly don't know how many from it, giving yep. the Nigerian, giving the Nigerian uh, point of view, let's just forget about the gender right now. Let's just talk about from the Nigeria point yep. of view, right? Because the business owner in Nigeria, yep. whether you are Dangote, whether you are Tedola, we all uh, in the past two months we all faced the same fuel scarcity, we all faced the same uh, blackout, and all we all faced so many other issues that, that is very very particular to Nigeria. So it isn't that, and uh, what I, I don't know. I'll just ask you. A I feel like that is an issue and that is why businesses tend to just uh, grab onto what they can find, what they can read from this guy, that guy. Uh, we still read books on Dale Kenji as as an amazing as he is, but that's over a hundred years gap has, has passed and all that. So what uh, what sort of solution, uh, what do you see as a solution to this, I'll just say, in your own point of view?
1: Yeah, you, you, I, I, you make a very good point there. Um... The truth is we don't have a lot of people creating um, content that is relevant to our unique number one unique African experience then unique Nigerian experience you understand yeah. so, so, so and that's because we are, we are in a society that is very consumer minded in everything. It's not just with books, with technology, with fashion, with music. It's very consumer-minded, you understand? So we would rather consume than create. You understand? So that that itself is a basic problem that we have in, in this side of the world. But, but but you know what? The truth is intellect doesn't start with reading. And I think as important as reading is, uh, I think we kind of over prioritize reading reading is very important but we over prioritize it as a medium or as a channel to building intellect but it's not it's not the most it's not the highest form of acquiring or expanding your intellect as a person so 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 you see before books what were people doing you understand books books god did not create the world and they they say uh, on the eighth day god created books you understand? Two, no, two. you know. Understand? Books, 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 not come till very much later. So how were people building intellect before books? How did people create fire? You understand? Before books, because fire was created way before anybody said, "Oh, this is a, this is a book on how to." So you see, the the most important thing is not in our writing of books. The most important thing is our development of thinking. That's the most important thing is our development of taking time to think you don't need books to be a good business person in fact you have business people that are illiterate they cannot read they can't read but they can think. think you understand and, and, and it's where you know i want to talk about the fact that for us to understand that business can be a form of lifestyle as in business should be inspired by lifestyle mm-hmm. We must come to terms with what i'm going to say right now and that is the fact that coming into this earth we were equipped we, or we are equipped with everything we need to thrive and succeed everything we need is factory fitted everything we need equipped with it the moment you were born you're equipped to thrive here on earth Nobody is disadvantaged in a sense nobody nobody's disadvantaged. we're all equipped it's just like you know when um we get a phone when you get a phone maybe an iphone or a samsung you see the fact that that thing has left the factory it means that it has gone through quality control somebody has checked it as oh this
0: might
1: be a person might be a machine whatever it is but before it leaves that factory facility and goes out into the market you vetted it that this thing is good enough to go into the market and serve its purpose, and that's why when when someone buys a phone and you plug it and it explodes and it causes somebody to be harmed or killed, they can sue the company because you vetted that this thing is good enough to go into society and be of value. So and the same thing too when you are born, it's like you are coming from a factory. So when you come into the world, you are coming to a market and you are given everything you need to succeed. Everything in terms of intellectual capacity, in terms of physical attributes, in terms of, you know, everything that makes you the country you are situated in, everything adds together to make you a successful person. So you see, the most important thing is not in the... um, But the problem is, the problem we have is we look for our value from without and not from within so you see, when someone wants to start a business and I want to start a design business, so like someone now, uh, what now the first thing we try to do is get books on design. You understand? Try to get books and material from the outside of design. That's not where it starts. It starts from within you. So you need to check within yourself and see, okay, what makes me capable to be a designer? How am I thinking? How do I think? What 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 are the unfair advantages I have? And I said unfair advantage. What am I born with? that the other person is not born with that makes me have an unfair amounted over him to go into design. Do you understand? You yeah. now realize those things, oh, I have an eye for detail. I have a knack for colors. I have the ability to draw. That's what now inspires the books you go out to get. You understand? The knowledge of what you know you have is what fosters your ability. So, 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 you see, it's not about us writing books and it's be good for us to write books. But then, I feel like it first comes with an introspection. You need to look into yourself and say, "Who am I? What do I know how to do?" You understand? What am I being equipped from the factory to be able to do? That all I just need to do is just discover it. You understand? Know, just discover it. And another, and I would say, the first business book anybody should get, if you want, even if you want to acquire books, the first business book you, you need to get is a self-discovery business book, a book that tells you how to discover yourself, not a book that tells you about the industry. You understand? Not a marketing book. A lot of people that go into business look for marketing books, they look for um, negotiation books, they look for sales books, they look for communication books. Those so, so books are important, but they are at the far end of the conveyor belt, not at the beginning. The beginning, the first business book every person that says I want to go into business should be should be a self discovery book, just like a book like this, Why You Act the Way You Do by team LaHaye. Laha- Laha- Every business person should read that book. Before you start reading any business, don't read that book. So you understand yourself and know what category you are as a person, know what your strengths are, know what your weaknesses are, know how yeah. you think, know the people you get along with. You know, those are the things you need to know going into business. business. Every other thing is, by the way, there are fringe benefits. But the most important thing is knowing who you are. That's what directs your lifestyle. And that's what should help you to do business in the long run without getting stressed.
0: Oh, it's it's almost like we say it in like outside business. Maybe in, let's use a relationship setting. So before you choose a partner, you should understand yourself. So, understand the sort of person you want or the sort of person you want in your life. So, that's the same way we do it in business. You should understand yourself first and then. Uh, when you go out there to ke- get, uh, taking this content and all, like the content should be tailored to your unique uh, personality, should be tailored to your values, exactly. should be tailored to the things exactly. you put. Uh, so uh, that, I think there comes the issue because, uh, we've been, <laughs> just like you said, we, we, we grew up in an environment that, unfortunately still today, it's, it's kind of like, uh, promotes this, uh the external is better like just look external do not look internal look external look at other people social media is already telling us that look at other people look at the western world like theirs is better than ours. just explore from them and all oh. that and it's it, it's made it quite difficult for us to actually internalize or have that african voice or have that nigerian voice or have that even even in the nigerian context that individual voice per se uh, and this this brings me to the next thing i want to talk about because you made an interesting illustration which is something that you know when i first started business i, I battled a lot with it and that is the, the this word networking you you said something interesting about it and i i i know back then books and all the uh others conferences and all that people encouraging you go out there network meet people and stuff like that and I found it pretty difficult, uh, or the when I tried it, oh. as in the, I, I remember the time I tried it, uh, I went with my card and everything. I just came back feeling uh, I felt I don't know. I couldn't. I can't even pull, But there was no significant. Uh, there was no significant significant connection made from that. And I'm asking, how can oh. I just go to a random stranger and say, "Hey, my name is IQGB, and I do this, I do that. Here's my card." If I reverse it, I, I'm going to feel like, oh, I'm going to feel used. Like, okay, are you just coming to, like, you're looking at my pocket or so you just want to get something from me. I just, I'm going to look at it that you just want to get something from me. So, but you said something which I, I, I don't want, I want you to, like, but trust more in terms of, like, this issue of networking as a lifestyle. How, how do we better approach it? Business, uh, tailor to uh, business and, and our lifestyle.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a good issue um, to, um, to talk about because it's one of the biggest frustrations that some people have when it comes to business and it's one of the things that is being propagated out there that everybody that is into business must be some form of extroverted. You understand? So go out and meet people. Go for events. Put your cards out there. You know, that kind of thing. And then in the end, people become to you a means to an end. So when you see people, what you see is wallets. You see wallets talking about. You don't see people anymore. You don't see different We You see wallets and purses. That's what you see. And and that's that's a very faulty way of looking at the world. It's a distorted way of looking at the world. It's not the way we should look at the world because it denies empathy. You understand? There is no empathy. And, you know, um, empathy is rooted in understanding. Understanding is based on conversations. Conversations are based on the ability to listen and to reply what you've heard, you understand. So it's, 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 and this is where you see people kind of say, oh, um, you can do business as, a learned strategy of, oh, I need to go out this Saturday for this um, um, GTB food, whatever that they have, and just take my card and I'm, I'm sure to meet somebody there. And you see, when you meet people there, you give them your card, you go back home and wait, wait on your phone for people to call you, and nobody calls you. And then you feel disappointed. You feel disappointed. Oh, Then the outside was that GTB stuff. Mm, I went, nothing came out of it. Nothing came out of it because nobody called you to ask you to engage in business. And that's a very shallow way of looking at life. You understand? And that means yeah. that you've limited people to payment. So if someone is not willing to pay you, the relationship is not worthwhile. And, and that's, that's, that, that, that there is the pitfall of length strategy, business strategy, where it becomes do this and then you get this in return and I would say business should be a lifestyle instead of networking um, in a learned way where it now becomes forced I would say have conversations don't even think of it as networking have conversations because networking is so it's so it's so it's um, so it's so based on getting something. That word in itself, doesn't I mean we well, have to meet somebody who can be a good... So, so, you know, yeah. that's a mentality. So, oh, your network is your... Your network your, your net- network. Exactly. You know so, exactly. you know, but, but, but you know, why, why must you, why must you pigeonhole people to contributing to your worth? You understand? Whether it's your financial worth or your social worth. You understand? And which is where I'm going to come to. Instead of net- networking, have conversations, meet people talk with people um, be, be, be genuinely interested and, and and this is where you see the business the length business um, um, strategy would not tell you when you get into a bus to strike up a conversation with the conductor you understand? Sure. because to you, the conductor is a dead end that's what you think the conductor is a dead end. It's a dead end. Because you feel, I'm doing better than this guy. This guy is not going to help me in my business. He cannot even afford my service. My service is 150 per whatever it is he are doing. This guy earns maybe 10K a month. You don't need to talk with him. I'm not networking with him. So you wouldn't see talking with a conductor as networking. But that's because we have, we have this tunnel vision of summing of people by where we see them now and not knowing that that conductor if not by virtue of anything could become a millionaire tomorrow you know just by virtue of the fact that something has changed and he might not even become a millionaire but his story his life story can be something you can learn and say oh I should learn to do this or learn not to do this you understand so you can always gain and that's, and that's where business comes from. You know, business comes from being able to interact. You see, I had an experience a very long time ago. He was a young man. Very, want I mean, to I say young man, because I, I, I had got from university then, and um, he was in secondary school. Not only was he in secondary school, he was in CSS too. And um, he saw me, he went to the same church, and he said, uh, well, how are you doing? I'd like to have a conversation with you, just talk with you. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, let's talk, no problem. But you see, in my mind, I was thinking, well, look, I'm a university graduate. This guy's in GSS2. What can he have to talk about? But then I scheduled a day with him. And I said, come and meet me on Monday. Let's talk. And he showed up. He came on Monday and he met with me. And um, he started talking. I said, oh, I'm really interested in what you do. Oh, you're a designer. Can you tell me about design and stuff? How you got into it and stuff, design industry. And I remember we had a, convers- we had a conversation for almost four hours. Four hours. When in the end... I felt exhausted after having this conversation. And he went to and said, I really enjoyed talking with you, Mr. Tola. Thank you very much. And he left. You see, in the, the truth is, if I thought of that, eh, I would have thought, of, oh, this guy just wasted my time today. That was not productive yeah. business time. It wasn't productive business, but that guy is in jss too. He collects pocket money. Doesn't make any money. You understand? What's he going to do for my business? But he went. This guy came back two weeks later, about two or three weeks later. I said, you know what, I have a job for you. And I was thinking, what kind of job can this guy have? And he said, I have this person in my class whose dad runs this stuff. And And she was telling me that her dad wants someone to help him with the logo for his business. And I told her that I know someone that does good logos. And she said that I should give you her number. I said, so that she can give the dad. I didn't know true to fact the dad called me. The dad actually called me. Wow. The girls that called me and said, um, you know, um, got you. my daughter said, I need to work with you because one of my classmates said, you're a very, very good designer. And we did this job and this guy paid very highly for this job. Do you understand? He paid very well for this job. All I was doing was having a conversation with a boy in GSS2. It wasn't networking. It wasn't an association of entrepreneurs. Do you understand? It wasn't a place where people were wearing suit and tie. It was a, it was a conversation understand with somebody that on a good day should be a dead end you see so sometimes we pray that god oh, oh god bless my business god bless me as i go out to go and share my flyers as i go out to share my business cards. but it's not about your flyers or your business cards it's about genuine interest in talking with people and making them understand your values and why you do stuff it's about your lifestyle and that's why I say we have everything we need to thrive everything ike okay. You are, you are sitting in your house right now. You are in a particular area in Abuja. Yeah. And you are in Nigeria. Everything you need to thrive is there. Within that, your compound. Everything you need to thrive is there. It might be right in your house. It might be your brother, your mother, your sister, your understand your gate man. The guys. Look, Those guys are there to help you thrive. You are not there by accident. So what, 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 what God is telling you is live your life. As you live your life, you begin to see ways in which success will begin to come without you trying to say, I'm going out right now and I need to live where I am. My timer is where rich people are. Let me go to my time. You go to my time and you get stressed. Do you understand? I have people insult you because you are trying too hard. And I put say, "Our oh, business annoys you. People insult you. In it's not true. People don't have to insult you in business. People are insulting you in business because you are going against the grain. Do you understand? It is not true. You see... The hard thing about business is letting go of our mentality that we need to do things in a particular way to make it work. No. The hardest thing about business is calming down and understanding that I have everything around me to make it work. Everything. I just need to dig deep down inside and find out those things and begin to see things naturally. I remember the uh, the time we had the last clubhouse we had and I was talking about architecture. And you know, there's a guy who... Um, yeah, who uh, um, an architect from um, Burkina Faso, and um, he he won the Pritzker Prize, and the Pritzker Prize is the highest award in architecture. Any architect can win the highest; it's like the Oscar or Grammys of architecture. And he won it first black man to win it, first African to win it. But you know, I've been following the content for a while, and you know, one thing I like about this content is that when he builds in Africa. He uses material so that he doesn't source for material outside of the locality he's building in. You understand? And that's very important. And that's why he, he what he realizes that everything he needs to build a structure is already in the location. You don't need to buy stuff from China or buy stuff from no no. It's already there. Just open your eyes. And that's the one of the biggest problems we have here in, in, in Africa. You see, we use things that are adopted that don't work for us. And these things make our life stressful. Because the way we build our house is the way they build their house in the, U- in the U.S. And because it's the way they build their house in the U.S. or the way they build their house in the West, our weather's are not the same. So when it's hot here, yeah, it's terribly hot. And then we spend so much money on energy, trying to generate energy to maintain a particular climatic condition in the house. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When in actual fact what we should be using is natural material here that helps our, that helps us to enjoy our weather here. You understand? And that's the same thing in business. You must it is not about it's not about it's not about reaching out. It's about reaching in. You understand? It's about knowing who you are. And uh, and when you know who you are, you know the position you're meant to play. And that's why even some, even if you know yourself, eh, not everybody is meant to own a business. That's the reality. So, you understand. But once you pick, yeah. once you pick up a book, it kind of tells you that everybody can own a business. Just do these particular things. You understand. But not everybody should own a business. Some people should help bring ideas to a business. But they're not. They shouldn't be the CEOs making critical decisions. You understand? They are the ideas people and they need their privacy to be able to think. They don't want to be networking, interacting with people. All they need is time alone in themselves. Give them their room. Don't disturb them. They're not just coming for ideas. All they need is just interaction with the MD. They don't want to talk with any other person. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, if you don't if you don't know that the ideas person would think is the one that is meant to go out and share flyers. You will think is the one that is meant to be going out and meeting people. Then you come back home and it's so frustrated. and like, ah, man, I can't, I can't go for another event tomorrow because I'm so drained by this. You understand? So we must know ourselves and know what works with our lifestyle. Once you understand what works with your lifestyle, you understand how to make your business work for you. You understand? You understand how to, what position you have to play in a business and just know that, okay, you know what? My business is to give ideas to people. My business is not to be the person creating or implementing the ideas. understand my business is to motivate people my business is not to be the one writing the proposals and coming up with you know the accounting of the company you understand but that only comes from knowing who you are and what your strengths are once you know that every other thing is 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 how how much you you are willing to make yourself available to doing those things that you want to do
0: you know, uh, it's just interesting. Uh, I was recently in a men's uh, forum, in a men's business forum here in Abuja. And uh, one thing I kept hearing at least uh more than 50% of the panelists, they kept saying this, this thing about, you know, as everybody, okay, the first thing is that everybody must own a business, that you must own a business. And when I look at it, they they look at business in the terms of like, you must own a business whereby that you go out, you leave your house in the morning, go to a particular structure where you've paid for, or a, a space where you've paid for and all. And I keep hearing this that, uh, this whole working from home thing doesn't like or that you're building your business from your place and all that that you must have this space outside there where you go meet with people, interact with people go to places where you share your business cards and all that and I, oh. from where i was sitting i was looking at the faces of some of the people seated and i could tell because even from the conversation we had after the forum that you know not everybody was because there are people that are introverts and just like you said they don't want to like they, they find it difficult or they wouldn't want to leave the, their space to go out and start telling people to like hey this is what i do this is what i do They, they uh, and one one interesting conversation I had that people see more like they like to live their life and see things naturally flow. Like let's have conversation. Let let see me as someone that is valuable to you, and let's connect from there. That I I that is why I can from my house work for work for people all around the world, but. If in 2022, I I actually thought that 2020 COVID taught us something because everybody was shut down, nobody was going out. But if in 2022 that we still have business experts, quote unquote, well, these are here in Abuja talking about renting spaces, moving out, eh, like going out all the time and every morning you leave your house. Yeah, there must be, as in, it still, probably, it still goes to what you talked about, that we still look at these external things and, because they probably heard it from somewhere and, I don't know, I just don't want to know what's your opinion on that, but.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, I was talking with somebody um, two days ago and, um, you know, we were talking about coaching and she was like, everybody's a coach these days everybody's a coach it's, it's like the most bastardized thing out there right now the most bastardized term our professional term out there is coaching you understand because everybody's yeah. a coach and it's so easy to become a coach just read a book some people just read one book one John Maxwell book and they become business coaches they become leadership coaches yeah. you understand and and uh, 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 that's, very, yeah, that's very erroneous thinking you understand um so 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 a lot of times it is not people are d- d- divulging things that they have not deeply thought about, they have not implemented in their own lives, and um they just feel it sounds well, it sounds good. So a lot of people fall for what seems to be motivational speaking right now, and that mentality everybody should own a business. Not only should everybody own a business, everybody should have multiple streams of income. You understand? It, it, it's one of those things that um, makes people frustrated when they embark on when a business. Because in the end, when you look at yourself as a business, you kind of um, think, oh, if this person is saying everybody must have a space, must start from a business space, um, or else you are not serious, then it means that my business is not doing well. You understand? And then and that's why people start to make decisions that are very burdensome so people go out and take loans that, that, yeah. that they cannot service you understand they go out and take loans that they cannot service loans either from financial institutions or from family members because they want to look at a particular path starting out a business and then they, they realize one year down the line oh I can't pay this thing then they, they run away you understand you can't find them anymore you see it's, it's that undue pressure of not knowing yourself and not being comfortable with your own journey are not doing business as a form of lifestyle. You see, um, business is not something you wear. It's not. It's, it's not something you wear. It's something you are. Um, so if you are, if you are, if you are approaching business as like like makeup, sometimes it's going to be inconvenient for you. And I'll use this makeup. What I mean by makeup is, you know, if, you know, women makeup look, makes them look good. You understand? Makeup makes them yeah. look good. But for a lot of them, makeup is highly inconveniencing. So is the network still good?
0: Yes, yes, it's still good.
1: Okay, all right. You know, so for a lot of women, makeup can be highly inconvenient, even though it makes them look good. So you see, if a woman has an appointment and she has to go for that appointment, she wants to impress them, she'll put on her best makeup. But you know, after going for that appointment and she has done it, she's impressed them and stuff. When she gets home, one of the first things she does is clean off the makeup. She cleans it off so that she can relax and be herself. But imagine if she gets home after cleaning up the makeup. Five minutes later, someone else calls her and says, "You have this important appointment right now. Can, can you come back to our office?" She has to put back that makeup on. That now becomes stressful because she just put it off. Then she puts it back on again and goes back there and meets with them. And then she goes back home again, puts it off, and then two minutes later they call, oh we forgot something, please, can you come back, this is our chairman wants to meet with you. And she puts on that makeup again. At the end of the day, when that woman goes to bed, she's going to be very tired. Because she has done something that is unnatural, three times, do you understand? But imagine if all she had to do was just put on her shoes and just go, do you understand? At the end of the day, she goes to bed and the only stress will be making herself available. Not that activity of putting up stuff. And that's how people run business a lot. Business is so much activity for them that they have to put it on. So they have to put on that smile or put on that smile. You understand? Put on that suit. Go to that office. You understand? And these things are so against the grain that it gets to a place. When you call a business person, the business person says, ah. Please, 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 call me tomorrow morning. We can't do this right now. Because the person is tired already. You don't get tired from doing business when it's a lifestyle. You see, for me, talking, motivating people, is a lifestyle. I love doing it. I do it with my children. I do it with my wife. I do it with myself. So when someone calls me at um, 11, 11 o'clock, I send me a voice message. Sometimes my wife, are you sending voice messages to people at 11, 11 p.m.? I'm like, yeah, 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 I am. Because for me, it's not business. It is me. This is what I love to do. Do you understand? So I do it and I'm happy and I'm fulfilled. It's not me saying, oh, man, I don't say that you rest. No. For me, even doing it is rest. Do you understand? And, and yeah. then I will go back to the Bible. So please forgive me. There is <laughs> there is um, a part in the Bible where, where Jesus went to a well and says, um, the disciples went to go and look for food for him. And he met this Samaritan woman. And he was talking with her. And remember, he was hungry. The reason why he stopped at the well was because he could go and get food. So there was hunger there. So he was talking with the woman. And you know, if you read the Bible, if you read the story, he told her about her, how she has had many husbands and the person she's living with is not even a husband and stuff. Well. And she was so amazed going to go and call people. And when the disciples came, he said, ah, Jesus, here is the food now. And only said, I'm not hungry anymore. I feel full just doing my father's business, you understand, so yeah. it gets to so it means that what Jesus was doing was, was not against the grain, in fact, it energized him to heal, to preach, and to teach. That's the same way your business should energize you. It's not a matter of oh, I can't wait for four o'clock, I can't wait to close, I can't wait for weekend, I can't wait not to come to work. No, when business is a lifestyle, you can't wait to go to work, you understand. In fact, you are working every time. You're working every time. You're working when you're talking. You're working when you're watching TV. You are Because you're always in business mode. Because it's lifestyle mode. It's who you are. You see, and, and, and that's why I, I kind of look at animals. A dog's business, at least, not, not this, not this, even the small dogs, their business is to secure, is to be territorial, is to protect, is to guard. They don't work at it. They just do it. You understand, they just do it. If you try to back like a dog, you will lose your voice. If a dog should back from morning till night, it will never lose his voice. Yeah. Or lose your or hurt his, his you know, its throat or stuff like that. The dog doesn't take strep seals because it's backing. you understand? It doesn't because that's his life. You understand? And that's why you say, Oh, I like the back of that dog. And you're like, let's buy that dog. And you feed that dog. But that dog is just doing what it does on a good day. Do you understand? A lion doesn't need to go to the gym to be intimidating sure. it's intimidating by nature by nature it's intimidating all it needs to do is just eat and grow do you understand but some people pay money to go and see the intimidating nature of it of a lion which a lion doesn't work for it just does it do you understand a bird doesn't take doesn't need to go for to fly in school to fly do you understand it flies when the time is right it flies you understand? It flies, it glides, it does everything it needs to do. So why is it being human beings that needs, that feel like we need external help to be who we ought to be? That's the most stressful thing about business. We always feel we are not good enough to do it. And that's why coaches are taking so much money from people. So much money from people because people are so insecure about them being enough. And i are saying, I can't. If I spent enough time thinking about why I'm reflecting about my journey, being cognizant of what is around me as resources to help me to thrive, I will know what I'm meant to be doing in life. But a lot of times we feel we need to go for this person's coaching course, that person's training, that person's business course, by this person's business man- manual, And before we know it, we have a cocktail of ideas that are not ours. We have a bird teaching a lion how to rock. We have a polar bear teaching a lion how to adapt in in uh, in in the jungle, what does the polar bear know about adapting the jungle? You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. so it, it's all rooted in knowing who we are as people. Once you know who you are as a person, you will thrive. You will thrive.
0: You you know, I, I think uh, it's interesting this uh, analogy you made or this uh, illustration you made with the animals versus humans. Because I believe it was Jordan Patson I had said this once. I think I said the most. Uh, I think the bane of humanity is that we are the only in the whole animal scale, like we're the only animals, quote unquote, that can adapt or can evolve, like we can change. Because that, just like you said, a, a lion will oh. never will never go eating banana because that's not who I am. Or will never go eating a, a grass or will never want to start bleating like a goat exactly. or start barking like a dog. But you see, so they, they, as animals, they know what who they are, what they do, and then they just focus on that. But as humans, like we see, uh, Africans now want to be Westerners, and then uh, we want to talk a certain way, dress a certain way, because we want to look the part. It's more of like a reputation thing now. I want you to see. So we've taken, let me use the design word. We've taken oh. brand, branding as more of a reputation thing as as against being a character thing or like a relationship thing. Like now it's a reputation because I want people to see me this certain way. So I want to evolve as a human, as I want to adopt and then, or adapt and have this, uh, put this attribute Oh i don't think this is oh okay i don't think that uh being an evil person that my evil accent when i speak english i don't think it's fine i need to watch a lot of uh uh uh, london uh, english speaking Mm. courses and all that so i I know how to tell on that. okay now speaking more british like Mm. (laughs) speaking more english than than british you know so i think it's the problem for us yeah 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 so it's a problem for us and i think i don't know if it's the issue of uh colon- colonialism because it, it seems that this is something africa it uh, is more it's more targeted towards africa per se because i don't see the westerners like they, they most of this thing i see i see we are the ones taking them in we're the ones trying to change a lot of things and they are the ones telling us, oh okay okay uh now start wearing suits to work because mm. You look more, uh you look more professional when you wear suits to work, or you look more this when you do this. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. So yeah. whether, I notice, whether I notice, look <laughs> or not, you whether or not
0: it's very hot in Abuja now, Why would I want to wear a suit, like <laughs> it's crazy, so I think we need to find our souls as, as Africans, as Nigerians, as individuals, we need to find ourselves and all, we, we need to find ourselves and it's interesting, like still using, talking about God, because if the Bible the entire Bible, the entire analogy of whether Christian or knowing about God is based on a personal relationship he doesn't, he doesn't want to know the family like he, it's not a relationship with the family is not it's it's boiled down to a personal relationship individually it, it, it's like a custom relationship individual using your own strength your own weaknesses your personalized strength and weaknesses and making you uh someone out of it and not so if uh when you like using god like i always say he's all powerful and all that if he if if he focuses on personality or so like, or more like a personal relationship in terms of building whatever he wants to build with us using our personal. He doesn't. He doesn't see me like I K. He understands the the weaknesses I have. He understands the strength I have. Say like, no, no, no. You're not enough. Let me let me find the uh, go and oh. get go and get the strength of uh, a taller Go and get the strength of a uh, uh, Miriam. Go and get the strength of this person. And then, no, he he sees you. He use your strength. Whatever it is you have, that's what. And just like you said now. It's, he said that he has given us everything so already we all have that everything that we need to survive just like you said we need to thrive so it's a soul session but we just we just need to have that soul session moment and all and i don't know i i just i just hope that uh i, I just hope that so, so for someone uh watching this right now you're having that because I can tell the societal pressure is too much. Like the societal pressure, like you are expected to do this, you are expected to do that. And it's just, just, so someone might be watching like, how do I deal with this? I don't know if you have anything to add, like how do I deal with this societal pressure? Like I always say, social media has just blown everything out of proportion. Like you can't just screw one or two without someone showing you how fabulous their life is or how fabulous their office is. And then you look at yourself, I'm working from home or I'm building this business from my garage or anything like it's we, we no longer remember the stories of apple i know that started from garages and all their homes and stuff like that oh, or, fi- or, or, oh, fi- or facebook oh, that started oh. from his dorm room now oh. we're not looking at uh Bill oh, in- yeah. <laughs> on instagram that he has <laughs> this fabulous office and all that and how like how do we do yeah deal with yeah it? yeah uh, as individuals, and maybe this is something yeah, I'm that's struggling it. with. How, how, do I, how do I deal with this?
1: Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's a good question. How do you deal with this pressure, these external pressures that kind of build internal pressure within us? Yeah. Um, and, and, and this advice I would give people. If you want to deal with external pressure, um, there are two things you should do. Be very conscious of the first thing you allow into your mind when you wake up in the morning very important your your waking thoughts or your waking content is very important so that and that's why it's very dangerous highly dangerous to wake up in the morning and go to your phone and check social media in itself the action in itself is not bad but the repercussions of the action is what is scary you understand yeah the fact that you can go there and the first thing you start your day with is comparison between your life and someone else's life it's very dangerous because it's going to spiral down that's what your that's that what your mind will feed on it's going to be hard to shake it off the rest of the day very very hard so your waking content is very important and i, I would advise people your waking content should be something that helps you understand you better so if you're a Christian, i advise your waking content should be reading the Bible or listening to the Bible or listening to a message. Very important, you understand? Very important. These things make a world of difference between how you are going to, because those external pressures, they will come no matter what, no matter what they will come. They are waiting for you. Once you open yeah. the door of your house, they are waiting for you. You understand? It is what, it's what you're equipped with, to meet with them. That's the most important thing. So you can never cancel out external pressures. They are there. Even if you don't go on social media, your parents are there, your friends are there, they're there, yeah. they're there everything for you. you understand? So what you, what you'd open your mind to first before they come in is is it your Bible? Is it your Quran? If you read the Quran, if it helps you get peace, that's good. If, is it is it is it is it a book you are reading that a self-help book? If that helps you good. But it cannot be something that opens your eyes to other people's opinions or other people's progress you understand it can be very dangerous so what you wake up with very important the second thing is what you sleep to very important so what you watch before you sleep or what you listen to before you sleep influences how you wake up in the first place so you know you can sleep watching the latest Davido video or just sleep just scrolling on instead, a lot people sleep up that way. Just, just scroll, scroll, scroll. For you know, they slept off. You know, your your brain doesn't sleep. Your, you know, when you are asleep, your brain is like, okay, it's time to work on the thoughts that have yeah. been given to me. And a lot of the thoughts that your brain will work on are the last thoughts. So if you think about, oh, still good for lackey's life is better than your own life. And to feed on that for the 8 hours to 6 or 7 hours that you sleep. So by the time you wake up, you're like, Oh, my life is a mess. You don't even know where that's coming from. Well, your brain has been telling you, for lack of life is better than your life. You're not progressing. You know, so when you wake up, you have 6 hours worth of, for lack of life is better than your life. You understand? And that's why it's, it's good to sleep to something that helps you. That's why it's also good to sleep to what you heard read in the Bible. Think about it. So as I was saying that, um, what can help you is the content you allow first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Those are the things that make everything in between in the day make sense. You understand, or or, or gives you the strength and the courage to so even fight those external pressures in the long run.
0: You know, and it's just it's just interesting, and uh, because rounding up, I, I want I just want to, us to talk about this because i think it's important and going to what you said about what you wake up with and what you sleep to because one of the things the system um, i mean the world system has encouraged us is to constantly substitute our peace of mind for something materialistic or something that doesn't even uh because i believe that aside from i'm a christian aside from god aside from your family, and aside from your purpose, nothing else should be a do or die affair. Nothing else should bother you in this life. Nothing else should be termed primary or very important in this life. But the world system has has, has continuously continuously made it encourage us to substitute our peace of mind for the cars the houses the jobs like when now when you lose a job it's almost as if you're going to have a heart attack because yeah. you lost a job or when you uh when you lose a business deal it's yeah. almost as if like the world has ended because you've lost a business deal uh, so maybe let's oh. just end on this oh. I, I think oh. we've as me we, i would just say generally everybody because it's not just uh only business people employees also go through this like we've Downplayed or underrated the, the value of peace when it comes to our life, whether as business people or employees. Like I, I don't know what what your what your take on that, but I believe that we downplay the value of peace, and that has resulted to someone trying to be constantly okay. on Instagram. Like so, you see someone okay, I'm a content creator, I want to constantly be following all these people, like, and when you look at yourself, you just started last year. Or just started like six months ago, but you're putting so much pressure on yourself and your journey. And because you keep looking at other people, uh, social media has allowed you that you look at other people. In the sense, you're losing your peace because you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be. Uh, Hello? Uh, Okay, I I think.
1: uh, I can hear you. I can.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So uh, what's the, uh, how? how is this? Uh, okay, I'll just put it, I'll just phrase it this way, like how important is peace and why do you think that we've, we've made it? I know, of course, the word system, but why do you think that people just fall, uh, easily fall to this system of always substituting their peace for something that doesn't really, uh, that is not important?
1: Yeah, and I, and I think, what you said is true but the absence of peace is really based on our need to control things our need to control the outcome of things, to control the process of things to control the eventualities Um, that's where lack of peace comes from lack of peace comes from a need to control and I, I guess when you want to have if you really want to have peace you must know that um you are not in control do you understand you are not in control and peace really comes from knowing that the person who is in control is able to take control is able to lead everything into a good fruitful outcome do you understand that's where peace comes from you see um, why do people have anxiety on planes when they are flying it's because number one It's like yeah you are not when you're up in the air, you're like, okay, if anything happens now, I can't jump out. You understand? There's no control in if anything's happening here, I can't jump out. That's a lack of control. So that that in itself bring brings a type of, of tension. And that thing is you cannot see the person that is flying the plane. You can't see the the pilot. It's locked up in one place. So, yeah. like I don't even know the person, I don't know their state of mind, I don't know that kind of thing. So, you see, a lack of a total lack of control is what makes flying very, very hard and it makes it very terrifying for a lot of people. On like going on road, because when they're going on road, they're like, Okay, I'm sitting close to the door, at least if everything should happen, I open the door and jump out. Yeah, if I see the driver sleeping, I can wake him up, you understand, and tap him. There's some false control, a false sense of control is there, you understand. But, you see. It's in trust and knowing that I don't have control, but I trust that this pilot that is driving me is experienced. Also, I I decide to trust that this pilot driving me is experienced. And that's the same way we must know that the pilot of our lives is experienced. He knows what he's doing, you understand? And that's where peace can come from. But the lack of peace comes from you striving and striving to make things happen yourself. So you kind of feel like, oh, if I don't have this job, I will go hungry. That's a lie. You understand? Because there are a lot of other jobs out there. But that mentality that bosses are fed people that are, you know, this job? Jobs are hard to find out there. You don't have it. If you lose this job, people are looking for jobs out there. Once you let that slip into your mind, then you kind of start feeling like you don't have control in life anymore. So you're like, this job is what puts my life in control. But once you were like, I don't, look, if I lose this job, by some means, the person in control, Will find a way to continue to sustain me. Then you wouldn't stand for things in jobs that you shouldn't stand for. So when when you sign when, when you get employed to a job that tells you you're working eight to five, and you start working eight to eight, you can easily say, "Oh, I can't do this, or else I'm working." Well, a lot of people stick with conditions that are bad because they feel like those jobs are the things that are sustaining them. But I think yeah. once you kind of understand the fact that sustenance is not from us. God sustains us, we will make we'll make clever decisions, you understand? That fear of saying oh I'm going to go broke and when I go broke I am going to pay my rent I am going to do this, you know, we, we already have a domino effect of what will happen if we lose a job, we already think once I lose this job I won't pay my rent, I won't pay my rent they'll kick me out once they kick me out I have to move back in with my parents, I move back in with my parents people will see me and start abusing me, so we already have a line of events that might never happen and that is where we need, we need to start thinking more or in in, in a submissive way, and just saying that, look, I didn't bring myself to earth here, so I'm not going to sustain myself. I'm not going to sustain myself. Everything I need has been provided for me before time. So if this job goes, another thing will come to sustain me. And you realize that, you realize that you live life more audaciously that way.
0: (laughs) You know, it's interesting you said it, because I I just want to add, like, the the fear what we fear like the the worst thing we fear that's going to happen now now when i get kicked out of this job uh, uh this will happen they'll kick me out of it. like most times i i, I can I, i'm talking from my own personal experience like more than 90 percent of the time it never happened it's the trick that our mind is the trick that our mind keeps playing with us that this is what will happen if you don't like it never happened expecting yeah. this mm-hmm. as long guys because I believe that so mm-hmm. long as you do not give up and surrender to whatever life is throwing at you and just like, hey, I've just given up on, on all that. But that that fear or that thing we keep building or that imagination will keep building up most of the times, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 95% of the times, yeah. it doesn't happen. And the funny thing is that for that 5% that it happens, you find yeah. yourself yeah. bouncing back better almost like immediately if you do not give up. Life. so well, I I think it's just like you said, we, Better. We, exactly. As, as humans, we just have this need for control, and this this has been the rebellion that I've, that I've been fighting since the days of the at the Garden of Eden. Because I think mm. it's a human thing, because we want to control everything and and then control what's because mm. look look at the look at the yeah. uh, now. I, I'm not trying to preach, but it's just life. Uh, just the the airplane illustration you made we walk into for those that fly a lot you you fly from you see i have a friend of mine that's constantly always in the air and then you walk into an aircraft or an airplane and all that you don't see the pilot you comfortably strap Mm. your belt and like you have so much Mm. trust in a man or a woman that you're not even seeing and then somehow we, we battle to have trust for God (laughs) Mm. that we still don't see. But somehow constantly has proven himself that like he he is God and like we just so I I think it's it's a battle of the mind. It's really a battle of the mind and I don't know. Maybe if you have any final (laughs) round I think it's a battle of the mind.
1: Yeah. I think I, I think in conclusion, just to just to buttress what you said, um, you know, I, 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 I've told you this story before, but I, I, I lost my biggest client in 2020. They were my biggest client.
0: Yeah.
1: I made most of my money in business from this client. Everything I did around my personal life was almost funded in quotes by this client. So you see, but we kind of parted ways in 2020. And it just came out of me not wanting to stand for certain conditions anymore. And these are conditions that have been enduring. But I just felt, I mean, if I, if I should air my my grievance or air this thing, they would stop working with me. And then what would I do? But, you know, at a point, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I said, no, I can't work under this kind of condition. And we parted ways. And, you know, the first fear I had was, oh, these people have gone. Oh, okay, so now I'm just going to watch my life. My lifestyle did. I'm going to have to change the way I live and what I do and what I buy and what we can afford. But you know what happened? My lifestyle got better. Do you understand? Better people came. I started earning more. In fact, I, was, I, I started earning even more than double the amount I was earning with this clients. Wow. And I kind of just realized, oh man, so it wasn't really the client. Do you understand? It wasn't the client that was sustaining me. So for every time you... you you kind of see oh a job go. The confidence to let job go and just open yourself up to the fact that somebody's got your back. God's got your back. He's not gonna see you hungry. You understand? He's not gonna see you hungry. So it is that confidence that that makes you feel like, oh, I can do this. You understand? And I'm going to be okay. Is that fact that you can tell yourself you'll be okay at the end of the day that makes you make very clear good decisions for yourself so you must know if you're okay not just in business in relationships some people just feel oh man if i break this relationship with this person that i'm not really enjoying which is a toxic relationship i'm i'm too old well i start looking for somebody will i find somebody will anybody be attracted to me understand and that's why they stay in relationships that are kind of cancerous you understand so but 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 your 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 audacity to, to say i know myself i know what i deserve i don't deserve treatment i'm getting in this relationship or in this job and because of that i am going to walk away and i'm not walking away with the fear that something good will not come i know something better will come you would realize that at the end of the day as you said something better will come those your fears will not come to reality that fear that you'll be alone for the rest of your life will not happen you'll find someone that would appreciate you and want to be in a relationship with you and treat you well you'll find a client that will appreciate you and want to pay you more you understand so in the end just Remember, you're surrounded with everything you need to succeed. You're, you're surrounded with everything, you need. so you don't need to take take things that bring you down or things that that make you compromise your standard or your peace. Know that you have access to everything you need to succeed. Everything you need to succeed is at your feet, and God makes it available as at the time you need it.
0: Yeah, yeah, all right, folks. I think I can't say more. You've heard it all, and all. And so, the first thing is. Discover yourself, Dis- as in discover the things you value and let-, let your values, let your life be part of everything. You let it be intertwined in what you do in your business. That way you will enjoy doing what you do. Live- forget about the external, look internal first and ultimately understand that you are not the one to sustain yourself. It's not your job. It has never been your job to have control. It has never been your job to sustain. Uh, you'll be arrogant thinking that it's your job. That's when you're, that's when you're playing against the tide. Well, thank you so much. sir. Like it's been, <laughs> this was supposed to be a very, like a 30 minutes conversation, but it's been, but I really appreciate, like, thank you so much for helping us understand better in terms of, in terms of, uh, operating business even not not just business relationship and all that for so no. understanding our lives <laughs> as against taking what every, like taking what people are saying and then what others are more you of know, like the external factors and all we appreciate you always and then we look forward to more conversations like this all right thank you so
1: much thanks for having me i really appreciate it it's always good to be here
0: all right thank you sir all right guys uh till next time uh, remember i'm still your host and uh, see you on the next episode peace